0: CFF presents 1% better, a podcast about
1: CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community.
0: Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Terran as we talk shop about all things CFF. All right, episode 27. We're going to talk about the theoretical hierarchy of development today.
1: What is that?
0: (laughs) That's a lot of big words.
1: That is big words.
0: Um, So actually, people have been looking at this for a couple of months now already because it is the pyramid diagram up on our chalkboard just outside the door here um, that showcases our nutrition sort of highlights and recipes and success stories, but it's a big portion of the chalkboard because, you know, that's...
1: that's it's a, important.
0: It's important. It's a great visible place to put it. Um, but there's not really many much context to it. So we figured we would devote a full episode to just talking about the hierarchy of development. Yeah. And what that means.
1: Okay.
0: Even what is it?
1: <laughs> what are sort of the... So, no okay.
0: Okay. So, so, like first off, it's a, tri- it's, a pyramid, it's a pyramid, right? It's the image of a pyramid. And I was just gonna
1: say, what are the sort of stepping stones or the blocks that make up this pyramid?
0: So it starts at the bottom with the largest piece being nutrition, and then it builds on top of that metabolic conditioning, builds on top of that gymnastics, and then on top we got weightlifting and throwing movements, and then at the very tip of the pyramid, the smallest piece of it is sport. And Um, what's really great about this sort of diagram or concept piece of the CrossFit methodology is that it applies to absolutely anybody. So take the most average Joe and the most elitist athlete, like an NFL player or something like that. It doesn't matter who you take, what end of the spectrum, their development as an athlete or as an individual is in this stepping stone Mm -hmm. type of thing. And sort of the concept behind it is like the bigger pieces at the bottom hold the most weight. And if we skip one step up, we end up impacting the one above in terms of like it won't develop fully or to its capacity as it needs to because you basically skip the step below it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can kind of see where I'm going to go with this when nutrition is the largest one and it's at the very bottom of the pyramid,
1: (laughs) the foundation of, yeah,
0: Yeah. all the sexy stuff is all the way up. And that's usually where people get so attracted and drawn to yet we forget about what is the biggest stepping stone, um, nutrition. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. I love this concept.
1: Yes. It's a good one.
0: And so I'm just going to go back on like kind of the themes that we've been talking about over the last couple of months, you know, in terms of like how our approach has changed and the things that we're focusing on. You know, it kind of aligns with this is that when we speak to new people coming in the door, prospective clients and whatnot, like we include nutrition in our conversation because, you know, everyone might come here for the fitness aspect of it, but the goals that you have are largely affected by nutrition. And if you skip that step and go right to fitness, like, you know, you're only getting a small piece of the equation. Um, and so, you know, just because showing you that this is the, the very base of the pyramid, it should be the first thing that's looked at
1: when I think it catches people off guard too. Cause I had a conversation with somebody who was like ready to start lifting more and improve their gymnastic skills, thinking that, coming to the gym more often was the answer. And my answer to them was, well, let's dial in your nutrition. And I think I caught them off guard by that. But that is absolutely the answer.
0: It It is. And same breath, there's been many prospective clients that have come in here searching for fitness mm-hmm. and leave with nothing but nutrition. Yeah, Because like they're looking to make a change. And that is the biggest punch that they can utilize in their favor to
1: make the most change. Well, I think you've said this before. It's like, you come to the gym for one hour. What are you doing in the other 23 hours of your day? Exactly. Look at us go. <laughs> um, what else about nutrition makes it the bottom of the pyramid? Like, like why would you say it's so important?
0: Well, it's just like, you know, it changes how we utilize energy. It changes um, how we recover. It changes how we build muscle and gain strength and do all those things that we want to Um further up the line, you've got gymnastics. I mean, that's a very body weight dependent thing. And if a body weight is your issue, you're going to struggle with gymnastics. So if we can control that factor, you know, then that step up the scale will get a little bit easier. Um, You know, so definitely nutrition is the biggest piece of it, just like you said, because it does take up 23 hours of your day. But there's so many things that are influenced by it. You know, when you go back on that example of people want to work up, they think that if they work out more that they're going to have all this amazing progress. But it's just like, if you're not setting your body up to handle that increased volume and the increased need for recovery, all of that extra work you're doing in the gym is not actually going to benefit you because you're not set up to handle it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you don't head out on a highway drive with no gas stations along the way with only a quarter tank of gas. Yep. Ooh, that's a good analogy.
1: It is a good analogy. I'm going to pocket that one. Okay.
0: I mean, this doesn't really apply to just to the people that are wanting to come into the gym a little bit more. Arguably, this is for the people that are just starting out and have never stepped foot in a gym before. I mean, this can be applied to any any situation, actually. But there's another one. It's like, you've never stepped foot in a gym, your activity level is pretty minimal, you're almost sedentary at your job and at your home life. And now you're going to jump into some high intensity activity and you're focused on weight loss. And you're not even eating what your body needs to sort of do its bodily functions never mind carry on yeah. a high intensity um, workout yeah. and the recovery process that is that follows that you know it it's the same thing for any approach you take really yeah. not just necessarily someone wanting to increase their volume
1: yeah nutrition that's the answer
0: <laughs> you know and and that goes that goes for all elements of it you know and it's like when I sit down for these goal reviews and and I would say probably nine out of 10 problems that present themselves can be helped the most by supplementing with nutrition work. Mm-hmm. And yet when you look at all the things on the list of this pyramid, it is probably the most overlooked one. It's the thing that people don't want to do or they think they know enough about
1: mm-hmm.
0: yet they require the most help with. Yes.
1: Yeah. What's well, interesting to I had a member just on Saturday, say, like, my joints are feeling like I'm tight, I'm stiff, achy. And I didn't ask, like, what workouts have you done this week? I said, what has your nutrition been like this week? And I think, again, I caught them off guard by asking that question, versus what kind of movements have you been doing? Because nutrition plays a huge role in how our body feels and how we recover. So that was an interesting conversation that I came from that kind of place. And I and then that sparked the conversation of, well, what do you mean? Like, what, how would that influence how my body feels? And then we got into this long conversation about it, but it's true and giving them that opportunity to reflect on their week in terms of how their eating has been and how that um, has impacted how they're feeling.
0: Another aspect I would take is like sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, when somebody says, oh, I haven't been sleeping very well, you know, the sleep conversation aside, Mm -hmm. That is often a, a conversation I have in my nutrition meetings also is like, yes. do you know how the food you intake and the water you intake affects your sleep yes. and vice versa? They yes. both work yep. back and forth, but like, you know, we haven't been sleeping very well or you are in bed for the right amount of time, but you're not actually spending that time sleeping
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um you know, just simple things like that. It's like, you need sleep. That's where your body recovers and builds and does all the magic stuff that you're seeking, yep. but you haven't given it the Lego blocks that it needs.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, so true. Okay. So we move out the pyramid. Metabolic conditioning is next.
0: Metabolic conditioning is like, it's I, arguably that's the sexy word. Metcon. I mean, my shoes are named after it, but... <laughs> Um, but like when I first started, it that was the term. Like when I first started CrossFit long ago, I was like, all right, today we're going to do a METCON, and METCON just basically stands for, you know, like anything that's the cardio component of your workout. It whether it's aerobic or anaerobic, so whether it's sprint or long distance or like endurance type mm-hmm. of workout, it doesn't matter. It's just the part that we generally do at the end of the workout is the METCON, the metabolic conditioning piece. Um, you know, and. So the reason that this falls on top of nutrition is like, well, now we're burning the energy that we have now ingested, right? So we have ingested this food and we've altered our body composition to to best burn that in the most efficient way possible by controlling our nutrition. And now we're like trying to tack on to what is the best way to build our fitness in terms of, the, of like our endurance um, and just generally how we spend that energy. So you know, without getting into the science-y stuff, I mean that's the nerd stuff that I love, but I know our listeners don't love that stuff. So I'm just well, gonna I'm sure skip all. Some
1: that. of them do, but the vast majority. You know, like
0: this is the part that this is the the fire on the or sorry, the fire on the gas. This is the gas on the fire at the end, right? Like yeah. the fire is your nutrition, and now we just pour a little bit of gas on it, and this expedites you towards your goals. So whether it's you know burning fat or becoming better with your endurance, or you want to be a better runner or, you know, things like that. It's, it's the work that we do at the end of the workout. It's that five to 20 minutes of high intensity work. Mm -hmm. That's our metabolic conditioning. That's the part that draws everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's sexy, it's sweaty, (laughs) you know, people are working hard and we think we're burning all our calories there and that's what's going to help us lose fat. And, and yeah, arguably it will. And especially for those people that have never made these types of lifestyle changes before, it definitely will give you that quick sort of hit right off the start, but there becomes a point where your body needs more than just that first elicited response, you know?
1: Well, then I think it comes back to nutrition again. Absolutely. Right. right. Like (laughs) we go up the
0: ladder, but then we always take one step back.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: And that's the whole point of why it's put together the way it is. Yeah,
1: It's
0: like, we want to skip that step and jump right into the fitness part of it. But you know what? Your body isn't actually ready to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your mind might be like, your mind is attracted to it, but your body actually isn't set up to handle it the best way possible. You're going to see results like that's, and that's more just because you haven't done anything like this before. And so your body is adapting to the stimulus but eventually that stimulus isn't as like as heavy of a hitter right off the start, you know, as it once was. Mm-hmm. And that's when we sit down on these goal reviews and we we look back on that. It's like, what are your frustrations and your struggles right now? Well, usually the first three things you list can be impacted by taking that step backwards and focusing on nutrition.
1: Do you remember the first time I came to you to do nutrition with you? My reason why know, it was a long time ago. I, I know it was a long time ago. Remember.
0: I don't remember the exact reason I
1: said to you, I think I said it to you or I said it to somebody. I said, I want it. I want to look like I'm working out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I've heard that from many Right, people. Like I'm putting in this effort in my workouts, but obviously that can only take you so far, which then brings you back to nutrition as always. And,
0: and that's such a good, that's such a good you know, way to look at it. And I wish more people would see it that way. Mm-hmm. And especially maybe our longer term members who, you know, you've been doing this for a while and maybe nutrition is something that a, you never incorporated before, or B you haven't dabbled in here and there throughout the, the past X amount of years. But, and, and I mean, this is okay. It's not, it doesn't need to be a 24 seven type of thing, mm-hmm. but it, it definitely should be something that is looked at and explored frequently, mm-hmm. you know, You've been doing this for a while. What's the thing that's missing from helping you get a little bit closer to your goals?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's probably this.
1: Yeah.
0: I get a little hyped up. So I'm just going to pull my soapbox out right now. Cause oh, I'm pretty boy. sure somewhere in here, <laughs> I'm going to step keep. on this soapbox.
1: <laughs> we'll stack it like a pyramid, <laughs> get higher and higher. Up yeah. the soapbox. <laughs> um, let's talk about next thing on the list is gymnastics.
0: Um, so I, I love that CrossFit includes Gymnastics.
1: Can we talk about what gymnastics is? Cause I know people are gonna jump right away to thinking handstand push-ups and muscle ups and pull-ups, but it's not just that. It's let's
0: kind of take it away from like what you would typically see on TV or what your yep. kids might be doing in their actual gymnastics program. You know, it's it's things it's things like that competitive sport, but it's also anything that aims at body control. So things like climbing, you know, like rock climbing or yoga, for example, is mm-hmm. a gymnastics movement. Anything body weight, so air squats, push-ups, that type of thing, even dance. I can't believe I'm saying this, but like even dance is is Would a gymnastics that gymnastics yeah, category. Because yeah. it the main aim of it is body control. Yeah. Um, you know, so we work on our nutrition, we alter our body composition, we've altered our energy systems. So now we go into our into our metabolic conditioning, we're starting to burn some fat and and get in better shape. like aerobically Mm -hmm. so that our lungs can tolerate a little bit and now we're into can we control our body through any given space yeah and the reason somebody asked me this last week is like why does gymnastics come first before weightlifting like don't you want to be strong Mm -hmm. but weightlifting and we're going to get to this but like weightlifting is about moving a heavy object through space and if you can't be move in your the, own. Yeah. If body. you can't move your own body or be in the proper positions to yeah. sustain that load, it makes no sense to now load that load or load, load yourself. Right. Yeah. Like, so, um, you know, I love that gymnastics is included in this. When I first found CrossFit, it kind of made me kick myself that I wish I would have stayed in gymnastics as a little kid.
1: You did gymnastics. I did
0: it for like maybe one or two years. I had how a how little mermaid bathing suit. It was awesome. <laughs> and actually my best friend had the same bathing suit, but it was the opposite mm-hmm. colors but they made me climb a rope once and I couldn't do it. And I'm not the type. Of, well, at that time I wasn't the type of person that had the mental stability to try and attack Maybe that that's when the fear of heights. Yeah.
1: No, I was <laughs> going to say the switch flipped and then you became like, I
0: actually was in rhythmic gymnastics after that because really? I could keep my feet on the floor and like splash some ribbons around and throw a ball around. It'll oh look my cool.
1: goodness. <laughs> I did not know this about you.
0: Yep. Huh? You, they make you start out with the flags. You have like little tiny flags and you like do this thing. You have to work your way up to the the huge ribbons. And all I wanted was that dime ribbon.
1: And Did you ever got, get
0: it? Yeah, but I was in it for like quite a number of years until I got to that point. You go like flags, then balls, then ribbons, I think. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or maybe maybe the ribbons were before the ball. I forget.
1: See, I wish like <coughs> video was a thing back then because I really <laughs> want to see a video of it. No, nope. Did your mom have pictures?
0: I'm sure there's some somewhere. I have to look.
1: If I find one, I'll be sure to post it in our group. And just like
0: (laughs) going back to our gymnastics theme, you know, it's not only necessarily about like your ability to move your body in space, but it's it also makes up other things like flexibility. You know, we talk a lot about coordination, agility, and balance, but also accuracy as well. And all of these things are domains of fitness. These Mm -hmm. are things that we are trying to train in all of the movements that we're doing because they're very applicable skills out in real life.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think this is where the technique piece comes in too, yep. right? Like, can you master your air squat so that your front squat, back squat, overhead squat, then, um, is more successful and just building again, building blocks. Yep. And, um, like they're just, there really is
0: nothing else that compares I'd say to gymnastics in terms of developing those things, Mm -hmm. you know, there's like nothing else you can do or not that you can do, but nothing that would give the greater sort of response in terms of developing those skills than gymnastics. Um, you know, so like if the parents that have their kids in gymnastics, that's the best thing that they can be doing for them right now, because it's just basically teaching them how to move their body. Well, aside from CrossFit. Yeah. Except for, yeah. (laughs) Side asterisk on Sorry. that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just gotta put that out there.
0: Um, yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm big on this. Can we move on? Yeah.
1: Okay. Weightlifting and throwing.
0: So weightlifting, like we have to differentiate between like weightlifting and weight training, right? Yes. Weight training is just like five by fives in the gym, just bicep curls, isolated movements, mm-hmm. but like weightlifting is that sort of dynamic, explosive movement of moving that force. Yes. Um, You know, it develops strength. And so this – I sometimes in, like, foundations, people don't understand why they're learning these movements. So things like snatches, cleans, jerks, those types of things, they don't understand why they're learning it. And we always come back to hip extension. Yes. Like the strength in our hips – speed and power like those types of things developed by weight training just nothing else can get can elicit that type of strength or that Mm -hmm. type of power and that type of speed that those two or three movements can do Mm -hmm. um you know and as we work our way up the ladder like obviously nutrition is important to this because a we want to make sure that our body can sustain it and is being built to handle the strength improvements that are going to come from it Mm -hmm. um our, our, aerobic system and anaerobic system, especially the anaerobic system. So it's like our anaerobic system is responsible for like sprints, really quick power releases. And so obviously that's where this falls in. And so if you haven't established that development in the Metcon part of that, now you're trying to add real heavy lifts, but your body isn't set up to handle sprinting you know, so you can kind of see how those two things tie together. Mm -hmm. And then obviously your ability to control your body. We talked about this one already, and now we're going to put a load on top of those positions. Can you move this force, um, this load with force? Mm -hmm. So when we go back to sort of the domains of fitness, I mean, we haven't really talked about this in depth yet, but flexibility is like huge in this one. We talk a lot about positions and your ability to get in those positions. Okay. Well, that's taking one step back to gymnastics. Do you have the flexibility that gymnastics sort of develops? Um, you know, I, I love these two movements. Well, not even two, but like they're all built upon other movements, right? Like yep. you think about deadlifts. Deadlifts make a clean. Deadlifts are involved in the beginning of a snatch. So mm-hmm. squats are involved in both of those movements, too. You've got squats and the snatches in an overhead squat. You've got squats and a front squat in a clean. And then you've got all the overhead movements that are built into the jerk. The other thing that's really great about weightlifting is just the neurological effect that this movement produces. It can alter you hormonally and neurologically. Like, (laughs) I'm just trying to sort my thoughts here. You know, when we work in isolation, those type of movements and like in that bodybuilding world, they just they don't have the ability for this neuroendocrine response. So when I say neuroendocrine, that's things like the hormone production that is produced because of these power generating movements mm-hmm. and just how fast you need to work at them in order to build that strength, to move more load and the type of response that then happens within our bodies because of that. That's why these pro these movements are such a staple to th- the things that we do. Like that's why they are the nine foundational movements that we use all the time over and over and over again in various forms. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's why you don't see us doing bicep curls and things like that, because like bang for your buck, you can get more out of a clean than you can a bicep curl or a leg extension or a lateral raise, you know? Well
1: and then it comes back to, and we talk about this a lot too, how does it transfer over to real life?
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like
1: the bicep curl, sure, drinking my coffee transfers over to real life, but that that clean has more transfer into what we do every and day. And the reason
0: being, you know, take it a little bit more science here, explain the why behind that is just like a curl is a one joint movement. That's yeah. my elbow moving, right? Bringing yeah. my coffee cup to my mouth <laughs> is my yeah. elbow moving and nothing more than that. Yeah. I gotta do a clean. I mean the first part of getting the bar off the ground involves three main joints my yeah. ankle, my knee, and my hip. Mm-hmm. And now I've got If flying up, I've got my shoulders and my hips and my core working to support that bar. I'm moving through the full range of motion, ground to standing, you know, and so then
1: there's coordination and exactly all of that stuff built into that where it literally hits everything that coordinated to do a bicep.
0: So, you know, these movements definitely pique interest and make people intrigued because they're not boring. Yes. Yeah, but absolutely. look at all the setup it takes in order to get to that level to be able to handle or get like the true response out of it mm-hmm. to maximize what it is you're trying to do with that. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I want to lift more because I like doing snatches and I like doing cleans. But have you like what does your gymnastics look like? Yeah. Can you hold a hollow position properly
1: mm-hmm.
0: or do you not even ascertain the same or the right amount of strength to be able to hold that position. Well, how are you going to be in a proper front squat with a super heavy load? Mm-hmm. If you can't, you don't have the core strengths to handle a hollow, a hollow hold. Yeah. For example.
1: Yeah.
0: They're demanding. They're demanding and they're very athletic.
1: Um. Somebody would probably ask why throwing is considered or included in weightlifting. Oh, I love, throwing. this is such a great question. A good question. Yeah. So a, let's just like, let's just hit the most,
0: so let's think about a wall ball. Okay. So like, why, why would we do wall balls when we can do thrusters?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, when we go back to the domains of fitness, we've got power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, and most importantly, accuracy. Cause you're now hitting this target, um, with the medicine ball, mm-hmm. but I love throwing movements and I love that they're incorporated into our program because one of the main premises of CrossFit methodology is built around core to extremity. Yeah transfer of force. So that means that all of our energy and strength is depicted in the middle of us and it tends to radiate, radiate like outward yeah. to our limbs. So when you think about that clean, for example, that bar is coming off the ground. Yes, but everything started from your torso. So your the ability to um, contract and tighten up your abs, your back, your butt, your hips. Now you've got that bar moving up because your hips are starting to extend. And as you start to get higher, that force is now coming further down your legs as more joints get involved. You know, when you take that medicine ball or the wall ball, same thing, you've got that starts in the middle of you because you tighten up your core, you start that squat, that's your hips, your knees involved. And now we've got that movement of transfer force as this ball is now you know, we're coming up out of the squat. So all our energy is now going up and it's coming through our torso into our hands to throw, put that power behind that ball to now throw it to a target. It's a little bit different than a thruster. Yes. The movement is, it looks the same, Mm -hmm. but we've got a lot more force or or transferred force to get that ball out of our hands and to hit it high enough on Mm -hmm. the target.
1: When I think this can transfer over into like non-crossfit things, like actually throwing a ball. Cause it's still going core to extremity too. right? Yeah. Like
0: think about when the pitcher steps on the mound to throw that pitch. Like he, that leg. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like
1: he leans back Yeah. and then
0: he opens his hip as he steps. Like he takes that step and then you've got this, like I'm actually acting out. Yeah, right right <laughs> takes that step, but then it actually starts from the hip where their hip turns and it comes through their midline into their shoulder and then the elbow and the wrist is like the last part that's involved in that. But everything started from his torso. Yeah. And Which that's is
1: where like our bigger muscle groups are. Right. Too, and right? when you think yeah. like, if I just put
0: my hand up here and I had the football in my hand and I just like flexed my elbow or extend my elbow to throw that football, that'd be a pretty soft throw. But if I like locked and loaded it and took that step and leaned into it, threw my hip into it, mm-hmm. that would be a lot of a longer throw. Mm-hmm. And so that type of hip extension or hip, sort of strength and power involvement involved in that. Like that's why throwing and weightlifting is so high up on, on the ladders. Like, well, the step before was gymnastics. We talked about body control. Well, then we talked about transferring energy and utilizing energy properly. And then we talked about setting our body up to produce that and utilize that energy efficiently. And oh my God, we're back in nutrition again. Your
1: soapbox is (laughs) really high. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then we talk at the very top would be sport.
0: Right. And you know, and I'm going to maybe pull this back in and throw a little hit out on our CrossFit kids program is that, oh, time. <laughs> um, you know, we want to put our kids into sports because that's what we think they should be doing. And, and yeah, we mm-hmm. want them to be active and things like that. But then as kids get more specialized, do they have the skills and development necessary to handle that type of specialization? And that's where sport comes in. You know, it's like there's competition involved in that, but Usually, when we're training for sports, it's predictable and repetitive movements. There really isn't a like an opportunity to combine all of those skills that we talked about. So, I mean, I guess we haven't listed all ten of them. So, strength, power, speed, accuracy, coordination, flexibility, agility, um, and cardiovascular cardiovascular
1: stuff. (laughs) What number am I? I'm on eight. I got got two two more.
0: more? Oh my gosh! Pass your test, Terrence. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, stamina, stamina. Oh,
1: there's one more.
0: Power, speed, coordination. It's the top They say agility. Yeah. Cardio, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, accuracy. There, there you, you go. go. Ten. Um, you know by ge- by taking a general physical preparedness approach which is what crossfit is we're able to train all those 10 domains of fitness but when you get into the sport environment it kind of limits your ability to train all 10 of those mm-hmm. and so what i mean by that is like take football for example you can have the elitist of the elite and, and i absolutely love my colleagues stories that like people that own crossfit gyms and they have like an nfl player come in and you say to this guy you're like well. You know, I know you're super fit and everything. I'm not displaying your your level of fitness, but everybody goes through what we call foundations. And this mm-hmm. guy's looking at them like, "Why do I need to do foundations?" But then this guy starts, he like he thinks he's super fit because he plays in the NFL. Yeah. And then he walks into a group class and let's say it's something like 2000 meter row, 50 box jumps and 50 pull-ups. That'd be a terrible that workout. That
1: would be a terrible workout.
0: But like this guy is probably the last to finish. Because his body is not set up if to handle.
1: Yeah, finish. if he even
0: does finish the 2K row, I'd even yeah. arguably I'd say, because yeah. he runs no more than 40 yards or he trains to run 40 yards, exactly. right? Like yeah. that's what they train for. Yeah. And that 40 yard sprint is a four second to five second effort. Yeah. And now you're asking him to row eight to 10 minutes at a very high in- intensity pace. And that's usually like a really big smack in the face for them because mm-hmm. they think they're they're really fit, but they have not developed that respiratory endurance or that stamina part of that skill they're super proficient at strength and speed and power yeah but on the end other end of the spectrum lays the endurance and the stamina part of that yeah you know and arguably in that same it just continues like if you're really strong and powerful generally you're not as flexible yep he's probably got great balance and coordination and agility because he's elitist of the elite
1: but can he touch his toes exactly (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: You know, they're they're great because like sport is great because it gives you the opportunity to now apply the things you have done. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's at the top. It's like you need to spend all these other steps developing those 10 skills. And then you get to the sport environment. And usually those that excel in the sport environment is, I mean, they're labeled as athletic. But, but what makes them athletic is that somewhere along the line, they have spent the time developing all of these skills and now get to express them within the confines of their sport. One of the, one of the things about um, involved, like let's go back to Greg glassman, whether whatever your opinion is on him or whatever, but there's lots of great quotes that he had along the way in his development of CrossFit and the methodology. Um, He he said, regularly play and learn new sports. It gives you the ability to, learn and express these things that you're training for but it also you know helps you learn sort of like where the holes are and the things that you get to develop a little bit more it's crucial to our fitness like it's it's just it's like not everybody thinks that they need to be doing sports but sport looks a little bit differently in all respects right like it doesn't mean you have to go and be a part of a sport league or anything like it's just are you moving your body having some fun while you're doing it and making it a game in a competitive environment You know and competitive i use that term loosely like not like not every man will die for points like i will but like (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying like it just
1: well i think in terms of like our general population at the gym this looks like the sunday hockey league you're in and seeing improvements in your skating and your cardio capacity there or like your golf game like all of that stuff is because you've started to develop these skills
0: yeah, I, I think sort of the way to put it is like sport closely mimics more of the demands of nature yeah. than our training does. Yeah. So when we say like we're training for real life, like that's what I mean, like the demands of nature.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, you know, we encourage our athletes to engage in regular sport efforts, you know, just because it, it is a way to sort of test their development of their skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. It's like people think warm-up games are dumb and stuff, but like tag tag is a great way to work on agility, balance, coordination, accuracy. Yeah.
1: I hate that. We can't do those types of things right now.
0: And like, and that's a game, right. And now we're utilizing that opportunity to practice those skills and apply your work towards those, those couple of skills within, within a simple game of running around and tagging somebody.
1: I remember. I think it was Cameron who said to you, like at, during basketball practice or something, she's like, Yeah, it was dumb. We played tag for the warm up. And then you quickly said to her, like, There's a reason why you played tag for the warm up. Yeah. Like it's developing all these other things. Um, if you were to design the hierarchy of development or make changes to it, what would you include or what would you do?
0: I love it the way it is. Okay. But it is missing two important things. Two sort of big glaring holes that I I have seen through, you know, 10 years of experience of encountering people and the problems that they have.
1: Mm-hmm. Which are? Sleep mm-hmm.
0: and mindset. Yes. And I would put those two things to share the nutrition.
1: Like the block. foundation? Yeah.
0: At the very bottom. That's how important those three items are. Um, I kind of, I really don't like that those two things aren't included in this. Because they're equally just as important as nutrition. Like, so when we take mindset, for example, you know, I like, I love sitting down for my no sweat intros because part of what I'm trying to do is like, my first question is always like, what are your goals or whatever, you know, to try and find out why these people are coming. But then the remainder of that sort of conversation is like me assessing your actual commitment to your goals. Like, it's one thing for me, for you to sit here and say, like, I wanna lose weight, I wanna lose 20 pounds. But then like what you proceed to tell me after that kind of tells me just like what your mindset truly is. Like, are you just here to say that because you've somebody told you you need to get in shape or are you here because like you need to make a dramatic lifestyle change and you're ready to do what it takes. Mm -hmm. And that takes a specific mindset to approach that. Um, You know, this journey is not a quick fix and your mind kind of has to be set in that sort of expectation that, there are going to be frustrating days. And how am I going to deal with those frustrating days? And what do I do with the successful days in the same boat too? You know? Well, yeah.
1: It's not a quick fix and it's not linear. Like it does exactly. not follow a straight path. Exactly. Yeah.
0: There's going to be huge dips followed by only small upward trends followed by another huge dip, you know, and then maybe some leveling off for a while. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get like this tiny little blip on the upward trend. And then all of a sudden you're crashing again. And it's like, how do you, are you mentally set up to handle that? And I mean, arguably that mentality is applied to all areas of our life and not just with what is in front of you as you sit here having this conversation with me, you know, regarding health and fitness, like being able to learn mindset practices that can translate everywhere. So all of a sudden you've got better strategies to handle your job, your parenting, your relationships, your friendships, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And arguably that's why people come to CrossFit and, you know, the people that have been here for a long time can see that right away. Like, you know, they're, they look back and they're like, Oh, I take on these conflicts at work with so much more ease because it's not the hardest thing that I do in my day anymore. And they have this confidence that they've built because they've been put in challenging situations at the gym, or maybe they've taken on their nutrition and that's been challenging for them and they've overcome these obstacles. And now they have this confidence to apply to other areas of their life. Yeah.
1: Could you give that bottom like foundational block a different name that would encompass?
0: Wellness. Nature- That's what I would call it.
1: Hmm. Didn't even get to answer my-, <laughs> my question. What would you call it? Um, Like lifestyle. Maybe. Wellness because when I think, I think of wellness,
0: like I'm thinking of everything. Like I'm thinking of everything outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not to say that your word is wrong. That's obviously your choice. When I think of lifestyle, I think of somebody telling me to live a certain way or like following a particular pattern. That's what just what that oh, word means I to me. I think of
1: choices yeah. when I hear lifestyle. Okay. Like what choices yeah. and do you see, make? See,
0: that's just our own perception, right? Yep. No. Nope. Yeah.
1: I like wellness.
0: Hm. That's what I would label it as. Like, that's how important it is. I mean, we, we kind sure. of got into sleep at the very beginning. Most of the like when, and I've said this in previous episodes too, that when people come in here, they come in with like one of six reasons. Mm -hmm. And one reason is always like stress management. They want to use the gym as an outlet to handle stress. But then somewhere in that conversation, I ask them about sleep and they're either not sleeping or they're sleeping very little. And it's like, okay, adding some high intensity stress producing (laughs) exercise into your day is not the thing you should be. be. Exactly. So let's kind of take a step back let's focus on your nutrition. Let's talk a little bit about your sleep and let's, let's really dial those things in so that your body is better set up to handle the next step up the ladder, which is metabolic conditioning. And bang, we're back in nutrition. again.
1: (laughs) There you go. It's pretty cool how it's laid out that way and how that, that builds on each other. That's kind
0: of my next, my, or my last kind of closing point is like, no one person made it this way. Like there isn't somebody who sat down and like drew this image and and, we need that. Yeah. And like put it in this order, like nature defines this. Right. Yeah. So if you have a discrepancy at any part of that ladder, it's because somewhere along the line, you've skipped skipped a step. And it's not, it's not us that's ordering this. Like it's nature, like it's real life. Real life has made it this way. Yeah. So I just want to clear that because (laughs) I like it. I mean, it's awesome. I love this model. It's really great in, in sort of analyzing shortcomings, you know, along the way it's.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say like, it helps you find the holes quite quickly and it kind of gives you like it's logical a way to figure out how to fix those holes right yep. like it's it's there it's so logical. logical now you
0: know that like um that pyramid diagram that sits on our nutrition chalkboard wasn't like
1: just because you were bored one day <laughs>
0: yeah it wasn't there just because i wanted to draw a triangle and put mm-hmm. some things in there but um you know this this from a global approach this is how our program is designed that when you first step in here we're talking about fitness, but more importantly, we're talking about nutrition. Then we're going to, once we have your nutrition set up, we're going to put you through the fitness program, you know, or the two kind of happen together, you know, because obviously nutrition takes time. But when we talk about metabolic conditioning, the workouts are programmed in a way to help that mm-hmm. because that is the thing that most average Joes need is that like a uh, timeout I said nutrition is. So let's just make the assumption that we have nutrition under control the next step up is the next step that the most average Joe's need is working on our metabolic conditioning. Um, you know, and that's the thing that everyone's drawn to. So that part's already taken care of. Yeah. But then, you know, as the programming progresses, we put a lot of emphasis on gymnastics and then we put a lot of emphasis on moving loads, long distances over time. Um, you know, and then eventually you get to take this out into the real world and apply it to sport, whatever that looks like. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Whew. Climb down from your soapbox. You need a breath. Got real tall today. Yeah. Real tall. Yeah. Cool. Um, I have a question to, for the listeners because you usually put out your final thought question. Um, I think I'd like to challenge people to like evaluate where they're at in the Do pyramid. an audit. Have they missed – do they have holes and where do they need to go to to fill those holes?
0: Fantastic.
1: And if it's not nutrition – Come find us because I bet you it is
0: nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we're back in nutrition again. <laughs>
1: Damn nutrition. Yeah, no, like yeah, like you said, do Just an audit. Sit Where down and do a wholehearted audit. Yeah. yeah, cool. Where would you say your holes are? Right
0: like, now, arguably, is nutrition. Like, and I'm not to say that I'm proficient at any of the other things because I'm mm-hmm. definitely not. Mm-hmm. My goals are aimed around that sport aspect Mm -hmm. as I train to be a referee right Mm -hmm. like that's what I do so my training replicates that um you know sometimes people ask me why I don't jump into class a because I don't want to take a spot from a paying client but b it's because not to say that CrossFit can't get me closer to my goals but I have like a very specific goal and need out of my training program so that's my sport that I'm training for but like when I look at what's going on in my life right now like I just need to pull the reins on my nutrition a little bit better. Like a trip to Wadena for donuts doesn't (laughs) get me there. That was your idea. (laughs) I know, by the way, I know, I know, (laughs) but this is me just being open and honest about it is like, you know, I can sit here and tell people that when they first come in, that they need to talk about their nutrition, but like 10 out of 10 people, like I'm literally going to throw 10 out of 10 there or 9.9 repeated people (laughs) need to, pull the reins in on their nutrition a little bit.
1: Well, and arguably you have spent a lot of time in that metabolic yes. conditioning gymnastics level, yes. right? Yes. So then to go more. But then
0: sp- when you look back at that though, at that time frame where I was spending those most yeah. of my time on those three levels, yeah. my nutrition was in check. Yes. And when I first started on my competitive pathway, nutrition was the very first thing I had to look at. Like, that was what my coach ordered for me. It was yeah. like, you're going to talk to this guy and you're going to work with him. And once you get that set up, then we'll start to build these other things. Like, yeah. you know, even before I even knew what this pyramid diagram was. Yeah. And uh, then we just revisit it, you know? So you always audit, you revisit, you audit, you revisit. Like, you'll never be perfect at one thing forever. Yeah. you will, you'll focus on it. You'll get really good at it. And then your attention span goes to the next thing. And somewhere along the line, that's going to drop off.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: that's okay. You take one step down the rung and you revisit it and then until you're good enough to take one more step forward. And you know, it might be two steps backwards sometimes, and that's okay.
1: Yep. Where's your hole? Um, nutrition and sleep. I would fall in yeah, wellness category. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
0: And most people and that's what I mean. We we need better methods to handle stress.
1: I was just gonna say, could you add stress management into that wellness? I would put that in area. mindset, though. Well, yeah, true. Sure. Yeah.
0: And I think that's why I label that as wellness, wellness because I, I even when I talked about mindset in the beginning, I specifically put it to like confidence and things like that. But like yep. m- most that mostly encompasses stress management. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: That type of thing. I'll give it that. Okay. Thanks. Yep. You're <laughs> All right. So we've got our listener audit, um, challenge. So if you did that, please reach out to us and share that with us. Um, you know, where your holes kind of lie in your approach and what your plan is to change that. And if you don't know what your plan is or whatever, like that's where we can help you. Let us help you, you know, don't just keep coming in going through the motions just for the sake of going through the motions. Like we want to develop as human beings and utilizing this sort of theory is theory of development is, is a great way of going about it nature depicts it, not us. All right. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Episode 27. Catch you later.